This is Jordan Edwards, and this is the Business Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. Good afternoon. I am back with the incredible Sophie Sharp. Welcome back to the Business Jiu-Jitsu Podcast, Sophie. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so let, let me give a little uh, reintroduction and backstory on who you are. So you are a professional jiu-jitsu athlete, high school student, honor student. Uh, my company, Mixology, sponsors you. Um, and you've been doing an incredible job building your brand the past couple years since we uh, met each other. Um, you've since been sponsored by the likes of Eat Clean Bro and Jamie Giovazzano. You are sponsored by Jocko Fuel and Jocko Willink and his company, amongst many others. And even though you are young in age, you are not young in business experience and going out there and carving your way and uh, building your brand while you are a full-time high school student with a full-time wrestling schedule. And I guess while you're wrestling a little bit of part-time jujitsu. Yes. Yeah. So how are you? I'm really good. Um, been busy, but a good type of busy. Yeah. So enjoying what, life. What, what kind of what kind of busy is a good type of busy? Um, I've been shopping at Mixology a lot, so that <laughs> oh, has been like fun. To hear that. <laughs> um, and a lot of wrestling lately. Yeah. So just had my first off-season tournament Saturday, and placed second at it. So that was a pretty good start off yeah. to the season, and just finished with three super fights in jujitsu. So, wow. so let's take it back for a little bit, like just give a little reintroduction for those of who might've missed your first podcast. Um, where are you from? You know, how old are you? What's, what's a little bit about your backstory? Yeah. So, um, I'm 16 years old. I am from New Jersey. Uh, I've been doing jujitsu for a little over seven years and wrestling for about two years. Um, I started wrestling because I want to improve my jiu-jitsu, and I've loved it ever since. Since you uh, started wrestling and posting about it, it seems that that's been all-consuming in your life, and you've mm -hmm. been spending a lot of time wrestling. When I started training jiu-jitsu, I, I really kind of started it because I had graduated from college. I had always been an athlete my whole life playing sports lacrosse and I was on the ski team and I had like a void in my life. I needed something to do. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll try jujitsu to stay in shape. But very quickly, it just consumed my life. And I wonder if a, a little bit of that is happening with you in wrestling, whereas you started wrestling to cross train for jujitsu, but now all of a sudden you may have fallen in love with wrestling. Yes, most definitely. Um, ever since I started last year in high school, it's kind of the one of the only things I've been doing other than jiu-jitsu, um, but I love it. So, and I know it's going to improve my jiu-jitsu in the long run. So, I saw you post something the other day that I was thinking, uh, one of the podcast guests on uh, the Business Jiu-Jitsu podcast, Tim Hennessy, Mm -hmm. who is, uh, has a wrestling academy down in North Carolina, I believe, C2X, Commit to Excellence. He's a Rutgers alum, and he invited me out to the Rutgers-Penn State wrestling match, Penn State being the number one team in the country, Rutgers being a very good team, but not as good as Penn State. And um, I'm watching these matches, and I'm thinking to myself, 
man, there seems like there's a, a, a bunch of good opportunities for jujitsu here, you know, and like, and I, and I know the rules of wrestling well enough to know, well, these are the best guys in the world. Why aren't they, you know, going for a rear naked choke or why aren't they? And the other day you posted that and you're like, I wish I could choke this girl right now. Yeah, it's in the beginning, it was a real struggle. I was like, I would like second guess myself with a bunch of things because people always assume that jujitsu and wrestling are like brother and sister sports, which in some aspects they are. But like I had posted before, like if I went for a guillotine right then and there in wrestling, I'd get disqualified. <laughs> so it's, it's a struggle, but I learned to balance it. Yeah. I saw in one of your videos that you seem to be utilizing the jujitsu in wrestling with back takes and, you know, mm -hmm. really good cross faces and kind of like, I would say like a modified version of the, the truck position. Um, and, and, you know, using it in wrestling to kind of like assert dominance, but I guess it's just riding time because you're not going to pin the person that way, but yeah. you're only going to annoy them and make them tired. Yeah. It's good because if I'm tired, I know I can just go there and relax. So, yeah. So, um, where are some, what are some of the, the biggest differences between wrestling and jujitsu? Uh, for me, it would be the pace. Jiu-jitsu, especially in gi, it's very slow and you can kind of take your time with things. In wrestling, it's like nonstop. Like if you, if you stop moving, you're going to get taken down on or pinned. Mm -hmm. So I really had to build my cardio a lot. Um, and I would say just learning different positions. There were some positions that I knew from jiu-jitsu to wrestling, but other ones, it's kind of like rebuilding yourself. Yeah. Um, I saw a big improvement in your stand-up game, you know, from where you started a year and a half, two years ago. And now, the you know, the content that you're posting, your, your shots are getting faster and more mm -hmm. crisp. And it's just amazing how much you can, you can learn in two years. Um, and I'm sure that you you're in high school right now, so maybe you won't be able to connect with this, but I always like think of my life in like four year blocks because in high school, you know, you go to school for four years and then college, you go to school for four years. And so I always try to think about that. Now I've been working on the business jujitsu book for over three years now, but it feels like nothing, you know, and there's, it's just amazing how much progress you can make when you kind of like track it that way. Are you, do you like feel the, your improvement in such a short period of time? Definitely. Yeah. Even a bunch of my coaches have said that just in like the short amount of time that I've been doing jujitsu and wrestling, just from doing wrestling, even they've been completely shocked. Yeah. It's uh it's, it's an amazing thing. I guess that brings me to like one of the things that impresses me most about you. Um, since we connected almost a year and a half or two years ago now, or maybe even a little more. Um, but that's approximately the time you're on the podcast first time. Um, we, we gave you this sponsorship from Xology and you have been unbelievably consistent as if not more consistent than any person I've ever done business with. Whereas you post for your sponsors virtually every day, 
every single day you are building your brand and putting up content. And that's in addition to being a full-time student, full-time wrestler, jujitsu athlete, coaching, doing private lessons for kids. How, like what, what is different about you? Like what gives you that kind of drive at such a young age to be so consistent? Um, I would say my parents, they keep on top of everything with me. Um, granted I take care of my own social media, but they make sure like, have you posted for this sponsor and have you posted for that sponsor? And they've just helped me, um, a lot. So I would say that, and I want to keep my sponsorships. So if I don't post for them, you know, bad things will happen. So I would say those two things. That, well, what gives them like where I got a chance to meet your dad, Evan, great guy. We'll talk about that in a little while, but um, what, what gives them the motivation to be so consistent? Like, is it a part of your family's culture? Are they in their own business? Like where, where do they get, you know, this, this drive for consistency? Consistency is a very challenging thing. And it's, um, it's amongst the hardest things for people to, to learn. Most people don't have it naturally. And some people that do learn it, it's just so hard to do. Mm -hmm. So I admire it so much about you. Thank you. So, yeah. So where does it come from from your parents? I think they just want to see me do good in life. And yeah. they don't want me to go downhill at all. So I think if in their minds, if they keep pushing me, I'll only go further in life. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where they get it from. Where, uh, where are your grandparents from? Or are they, they, do they live in New Jersey as well? Or they do. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your, your background, your heritage? Um, I am mainly Jewish. Yeah. So, Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they kind of grew up a little rough. So I think that's where they get their drive from. Uh -huh. And that's where my, my mom and dad get their drive from. Yeah, that's so funny. It's like the third Jewish, I said Jewish person on the podcast in a row by accident. Like I was like, am I attracting other Jews? What is this? It's like I said that to do a podcast and bring everybody together and I find all the Jews. It's like I didn't even meet another Jewish person who did, who did jujitsu for like years. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Well, it is, there is an, a cultural aspect to the Jewish religion and tradition that, um, that does instill consistency in education and sports and athletics and everything else. It's a cultural, it's a part of the culture. It has not, it's not so much, it is a part of the religion too, but even uh, it, it does start um, with our parents and our grandparents. And mm -hmm. my dad was the same way with me, not necessarily with my schoolwork so much because I wasn't the greatest student, but with work, he was so consistent about um, hard work and making sure I always had a job and making sure that I was always cognizant of making money and what things cost and teaching me about finance. And, uh, and I'm so grateful for that because just like you from a young age, um, those were my dinner table conversations. You know, I was like, we would talk about those things even way back in, in middle school and elementary school. I remember talking about those things. And my mom tells a funny story when my mom was in college and she met my dad and my dad's parents, he was in a small family business. And in my mom's family, my mom's from Brooklyn, my dad's from Long Island. In my mom's family, it was taboo to talk about money. It was taboo to talk about business. It was taboo to talk about politics. So when you, they sat around the dinner table, they 
they would talk about how their day was. They would talk about the Yankees. They would talk about anything except for money. Mm -hmm. And when she met my dad and they would sit around dinner, all they would talk about is business and money and politics. And my mom was so disgusted. She's like, this is terrible. But over the years, my dad always told me, if you don't talk about those things, how are you going to learn about them? Mm -hmm. And that was one of the... That was one of the reasons why I started this podcast to talk to people about some of these principles and concepts. So I just, I, I admire your consistency so much. And I guess my question to you is like, outside of your parents doing it, like what drives you? Like what makes you want to, you know, wake up every day and hit the books and keep working? Mm-hmm. So I want to see myself do good especially in my generation, we're all about the cell phones and video games. And for me, I didn't grow up that way with any video games. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of learned to keep pushing through. And so I think that's where I get my drive from. Yeah, that's amazing. And and rare. Mm -hmm. It's rare. It is rare. But it's not as rare as people think. Because at Mixology, today, so it's 2023, we have 350 employees at Mixology. And a, a large a, a large amount of them, uh, probably around 30% are high school and college age, primarily women. We do have a few men, but it's a women's clothing business, so it's mostly women. And I'm always blown away by how hard they work and how how they value work and how they come to work and they want to get better and they, they want a future, they want jobs. And it's, um, it's just an incredible thing with Henny. One of my team members is listening in right now. Shout out Henny and Henny, you know, is, is a full-time college student. And then she was working on our sales floor and now she's working in our office and she's about to start full-time in our office in May. And it's just, it's incredible to see the evolution of young people as they, as you guys keep growing up and, and taking over the world. My dad said to me a long time ago, your generation is going to push my generation out of the way. And now I get to say the same thing to you. Like your generation is going to come up. You're going to push my generation right out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. So what do you, what do you think about that? No, I think as long as my generation and younger aren't so focused on like the social or not social media part, but like the phones and everything, Because, I mean, everyone's attached to them. I'm not going to lie about that. (laughs) I mean, um, but I think as long as my generation below keep having the drive of older people, Mm -hmm. I think we will blow you guys out of the park. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's very, very true. Um, And you get to do that now. Um, Mm -hmm. You have a younger sister, right? I do. And she's following like right in your footsteps. Mm-hmm. Did she start, uh, is she wrestling this season or doing jujitsu? Where's, where's her journey? So she started jujitsu about three or four years ago. Uh-huh. Um, and she will be wrestling next year. Good. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah. And my parents are always telling me how much my little sister looks up to me. And yeah. that's another thing that keeps me like being where I am. Yeah. Teaching her. Mm-hmm. So what is it like when you are teaching your sister and the other young people? Because you teach a, a kid's class occasionally, and you also do privates with, with young people. Yes. Um, what's that like? I love it. I love seeing 
the smiles on the kids' faces when I walk into the, the jiu-jitsu gym and all running up to me and trying to give me high fives and all that. And it makes me feel good about myself, knowing that I'm doing something right in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're definitely doing something right in life. You're a great role model for them. As a matter of fact, one of the uh, – uh, another – a business, well, business jujitsu sponsor, um, Neve Ross in the Scottish Highlands. She's only 11 mm-hmm. and she looks up to you so much. And that's how she found the business jujitsu podcast. And you are influencing in a good way, all of these people all over the world. I mean, does that like blow your mind that here you are, you're in high school and you have all of these people that are watching you and and learning from you. It's just, it's such a beautiful thing. It's one of the good parts about social media, honestly. Yeah, it is. There's a there's a lot of scary things about online and everything, but once Neve reached out to me, it blew my mind, honestly. I didn't yeah. know that I, I was somewhat popular from that far away <laughs> and that people knew who I was. So. Yeah. Well, the jiu-jitsu community all over the world is um we're spread out but it's tight you know there's like a Mm -hmm. common dialogue where i've traveled all over the world uh for work and for for just pleasure and everywhere i go i bring my gi i bring my rash guard and i just drop in and whether i'm in paris or uh mexico or los angeles or germany i drop in and you know i was in berlin last year i'm talking to the guys on the mat and we're just talking about all the jujitsu things that are happening. You know, ABCC's coming up and this Gordon Ryan did this and Nikki Rod did that. And it's like, even though we're we're all spread out all over the world, we're all following the same sport so closely. And it's it's incredible that it's this tight niche. Yeah. I have to say, I wanna jujitsu's probably one of the sports that they're the nicest people ever. Yeah. I mean, I've been to quite a few gyms in just a short amount of time and all of them have been so welcoming. Yeah. So, and when I start, they don't know who I am. They're just like, yeah, hop on in. Yeah. So, where are you uh, training primarily now? I'm training at Bayshore BJJ, um, mm-hmm. owned by Joe Dockery. And Joe. yeah, uh, and I couldn't be more thankful for him and what he does for me and my whole family. So, yeah. And that's where your dad trains too, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about being a student. Um, mm-hmm. It's like if you turn on the news this, these days, it's just – it's like it's crazy to to see, you know, the school violence, the shooting, like all this stuff. Like what is, what is it like to be 16 years old in 2023 – in America? Like what is, what is the average day like? Um, it can be scary sometimes just because like you said, the news, I mean, about almost close to every week, there's a school shooting somewhere. Thankfully, nothing like that has happened nearby, but you never know one day you just walk into school and you're in lockdown. So it's definitely scary. Um, most of the time it's a good day, but (laughs) Do they do yeah. lockdown drills? They do. Yeah. Wow. And what happens like when you come in in the morning? Is there a metal detector, security guard? Like how does, what is it like when you walk into school? So for my school, we're pretty 
nonchalant. We just walk in. But mm-hmm. I've been to other schools where there's metal detectors, security guards everywhere, mm-hmm. bag checks, all of that. And I think that's almost what you need for high schools, yeah. especially at the age that we are. We're kind of learning about life and something could make someone mad and that's how a school shooting happens. So yeah. How many do you have? A, are you in a, a public school or a private school? I'm in a public school. Public school. And is it a big school? Like do you have hundreds of kids or even thousands of kids? Uh, I think my graduating class, we have uh, around 300, maybe a little over. Okay. It's a medium sized school. Yeah. But definitely like, do you feel like you know everybody in the class or there's people that you don't even know in your own class? We're pretty uh, tight knit uh, school. So everyone knows everyone, whether you're friends or not. So. Yeah. It's, um, it's so interesting to me. You know, I have two boys now. Axel's four. Mac is going to be two on Sunday. And it's like, I went to Axel's soccer game this weekend. And Mm -hmm. I remember being a little kid playing soccer, you know, and I remember my dad, my dad felt so old. He felt like an old man. (laughs) And now I'm there. I'm like, I don't feel old. <laughs> I don't feel like an old man. I just feel like, you know, myself. Um, but as I was standing there with all the parents and seeing all the kids, it was the first time I kind of like saw all the kids. And I was like, wow, these are the kids he's going to be growing up with. And he's going to mm-hmm. know a lot of these kids for the next 10, 15 years. He's going to, they're going to go to kindergarten together in the fall. And then they're going to be on track together for all these years. And uh, so I was just thinking about you know, this town that I'm living in now and what it's like to be a, a kid in high school. And I, I'm very lucky to uh, have all these stores. I have 15 stores now. As you know, shout out Marlboro, New Jersey, where you were the yes. other day. We'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, you have all these, I have all these stores. So I, I get to be a part of all these different communities in a certain way. And, um, you know, I think like generally speaking, from, from my perspective at least, kids and students are still having like a, a nice life and good, but there just seems to be a lot more pressure on you guys today than, mm-hmm. than there was when I was in high school. Do you like, do you feel that? Do you feel the pressures? Definitely. They're yeah. more strict about grades. I mean, I know, I remember my dad telling me all the stories about how he would skateboard in hallways in the high school and teachers wouldn't care you know you lay a hand on someone maybe by accident and you're suspended for a week wow so rules have definitely changed throughout the years who could even keep up with the rules (laughs) and it's amazing how do they how do they communicate to you do they do like a lot of trainings and and talk about what they expect in terms of like how to speak to people and and how to touch people like you know are you allowed to give high fives like what's the general feeling in school right now i mean in terms of like covid and all that stuff it's pretty much done mm-hmm. um to it's been done since like my freshman year which was last year mm-hmm. we had to wear masks then but only for a half the year yeah. so it's nice to not have to worry about that and always having to have your mask above your nose and everything like that. Not that any kids really followed the rules <laughs> with the masks, Yeah. but yeah, in terms of like that, my, at least my school district, we kind of don't talk about that stuff because 
it gets very controversial. Mm. So they kind of leave it to if it does happen. Right. And then they deal with it. Right. All right. That's actually pretty good to hear. I'm I'm happy (laughs) to hear that. What kind of things are you learning right now? What kind of courses? (laughs) Oh, too much. Too much? (laughs) (laughs) For this semester, I have all my hard classes, sadly. So learning all about the 1800s in history. Okay. So in the U.S. or like around the world, like the Napoleonic Wars, like that kind of stuff or? Mainly the U.S. Mainly U.S. Okay. Um, I'm in chemistry right now. So doing a bunch of experiments. Wow. So it's fun though. It's not that, that hard. Yeah. All right. Good. Are you still, uh, keeping up your grades, like straight A student killing it? Of course. (laughs) Always. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect anything less. So, all right. I, we had the special honor about a week and a half ago of getting together at the Eat Clean Bro Gala to support yes. uh, the Children's Specialized Hospital. It was down in Jersey in your neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just opened up a brand new store. It's my 15th location in Marlboro, New Jersey. And a uh, friend of the podcast uh, and, and, and a friend in real life, Jamie Giovazzano, hosted this amazing event. And uh, I was very grateful for you and your dad to be my guest. I am so interested to hear what that event was like from your perspective. Yeah, I thought, shout out to Jamie for throwing such an amazing event. Um, As much as it was fun, you know, you had the dance floor, you had the the raffle and everything. It was was heartwarming. It was nice to see, especially in this day and age. Um, I feel like not many people do um, foundations like this. So being able to see the kid Isaac there and mm-hmm. him speak. I thought it was very nice. Yeah. It was, it was he someone that you're aware of? Do you know who that is? I didn't know. I yeah. first time seeing him that day, but even just that, I mean, he said just in a great uh, speech as well as everyone there. So yeah. Yeah. Let me pull up a little picture for those who are watching this on YouTube. Um, Here's a couple pictures uh, Sophie posted. So here you are. Here's us. Yes. You and me. Here's uh, Jamie Chivazano. You're here with the situation from the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. And uh, Frankie Edgar. Great scene, yes. Frankie Edgar. What a guy. Unbelievable athlete. And, just, and then who, who's this in the middle? That is Todd Frazier, the Where baseball player. Oh, he's a baseball player. Cool. He is. And you won a uh, one of the gift bags, of course. Thank God. I did. <laughs> Here we are again. Jamie. How great of a guy is Jamie Giovazano? Can we talk about oh that for gosh. a second? And his wife, Kayla. Are they special people? They are probably one of the sweetest people I've ever met. I haven't. I've only met his wife once or twice. And... She is the nicest woman, one of the nicest women I've ever met. She's so sweet. She's so inclusive. She made sure, both of them, made sure to go around to everyone that was there. there. And you would know there was a bunch of people that were there. Yeah, hundreds of people. Yeah, and they made sure they said hello to everyone. Yeah. So 
it's so important, you know, if you're going to host an event like that, um, you're probably already the kind of person who's going to, who's going to care, but they went the extra mile to make that a really, really special night. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that struck me about that night and you is as you looked around the room, most of the people in the room were like me, like in their thirties, you know, mm -hmm. raising money and, you know, having cocktails and dancing the only other high school student in the room outside of you, I think, was the one who was being honored, who was one mm -hmm. of the unfortunate children from the had to go to the specialized hospital. And I just it, it, I think it also kind of goes to like, you know, A, that you want to be there, but it's rare, you know, and then B, that you're comfortable to go rub elbows in this room and, <laughs> and stand out and say, I'm here. So it's just something to really be admired. And, um, and I'm interested to know, like, is it, did you, how'd you feel in that room? Did, was it fun? Did you, you want to do it again? Like, what, what was it like? It was a great, it was an amazing experience. It was intimidating at first uh -huh. seeing a bunch of adults and then it was just me. Yeah. Um, thankfully I did know quite a few people that were there. So I got to sit with them and talk, but it was so fun. It was yeah. amazing. It's, um, I always advise people to get involved in their communities when you, when you go into business or you move to a new town, um, you have to start supporting the people in that town and getting to know them, know them. Mm -hmm. I've been lucky enough to do it, not only where I live, but also in, like I mentioned, these 15 towns that I have stores in and beyond. Uh, I also have properties around the country and I always did the same thing with my properties too. I try to get to know the mayor. I try to get to know local business people, the councilmen. Um, I start to build a network of all local uh, people who are going to help my store, like contractors and plumbers and electricians. And then you start to try to become friends when you do. You know, it's like you want to do business, but at the same time, if you go beyond just, okay, a transactional business, then they are your best mouthpieces. They, they speak well about your business. They come back in and they support and so it's, I think that like, there's an important lesson in that event too, which is like, you, you have to be out there, you know, and definitely you gotta be out there. You gotta be out there. You gotta be talking to people. And like you, you gotta be taking pictures with people <laughs> and what you seem to have either by way of your parents helping you on the path or just naturally doing what feels right. I've advised so many people in their twenties and their 30s, all the way up to their 60s, to do what you're doing to find success. And sometimes they debate me. Sometimes they tell me why they're too busy to do it. And I'm like, there's no such thing as too busy. If you want to be successful, you got to get out there and you got to make it happen. You know, and you got to, like you said, when you showed up, it was a little scary. You got to go outside your comfort zone sometimes and put yourself in situations to, to make it happen. You know, and it's whatever you want to do. You just got to make it, you got to make it happen for yourself. And um, just really, really proud of you for doing that and stepping up and uh, accepting my invitation to come and, uh, and not only coming, but, you know, making a little name for yourself over there. No, yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was really, really, really cool. So <clears throat> tell me about you know, the rest of this year, what are, what are some of the things you're going to accomplish? Um, honestly, not as much as I would say the last time I was on here. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because sports are taking up so much of my life mm -hmm. that's mainly the thing that i've been focusing on um but yeah i'm definitely doing a lot more wrestling tournaments mm -hmm. um probably taking a bit of a break on jujitsu tournaments just because it's so hard right now to find opponents mm. especially at my age weight and belt you don't yeah. find many 16 year old 120 blue belts yeah. so especially around here you yeah. usually have to find them in like new york and pennsylvania so it's definitely hard it's it's very hard and uh just even being a blue belt at 16 is an, a remarkable achievement in and of itself i know many 18 year old green belts who are you know mm -hmm. they're great don't get me wrong but they're fighting to get their blue belts you know at a much later age and so it's it's uh it's rare and it's it's incredible thank you yeah. Well, that sounds like a lot to accomplish as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. Well, before we wrap up today, you have any questions for me? No, nothing no. like that. Nah. Right. Well, you know that I'm always available if you do. And to anybody else who's listening out there, to any uh, high school students or college students, I have, um, I have young people reach out to me all the time with questions because they have some business idea and they want to get started. And I'm happy to answer those questions. So please reach out and let me know if you have any questions at all. Sophie, it is a pleasure. I know that we will do this again probably many times over the years. I'm Definitely. so proud of you. I'm so grateful to sponsor you. And I'm so happy that we now have a store in your neck of the woods so that you could drop yes. by and you don't have to go to New York City and my team doesn't have to be shipping you clothes. So uh, don't be a stranger and keep in touch with all of your upcoming accomplishments. Yes. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Anytime. It's my pleasure. Have a great day. You too.